internet? Welcome to a very special video game pals review on season two of Castlevania over on Netflix. Uh, this is not the first review we've ever done on this channel, but it's the first independent review we've ever done. Uh, Thompson and I reviewed the first one all the way back on, I think it was episode seven or eight. Oh god, it was like a hundred ago, yeah. <laughs> Quite some time ago, but uh, season two came. Uh, we're here to talk about it, and this time we've got Andy and Sean joining us. Hello, hello, hello. So I'm I'm excited to get into this. Uh, so this time around, eight episodes instead of four. Obviously, a more substantial season, so there's a bit uh, to get into. But before that, I want to do a little something that we like to do over on the Comics Pals when we do a review. So I've pulled up the uh, audience review scores as well as the critical review scores for Castlevania on Rotten Tomatoes, and I'm going to have each of you guys guess, and uh, we're going to go with, um, you know, it's like Wheel of uh, Fortune rules where, or not Wheel, what is it, Jeopardy? Where, uh, no, highest without going over, that's Wheel of Fortune. (laughs) Price is right. Price is right. Thank you, Thompson. Shows how much I know about game shows. But I know how you win, which is if you are the closest without going over. So uh, each of you guys are going to make your guess for both the, um, again, the critical reception and the audience reception. So, Sean, why don't you start? Sure. Uh, So critical reception, I'm going to go with uh, an 89. Audience reception, I'm going to go with a 91. Okay. Andy? Um, I think Sean went over. I'm going to go 85 on the critical, but I think he went under on the people. I'm going to go 95. Okay. Thompson? Um, wow. So I think critical, probably even less. I'm going to say 79. And I'm going to say audience at 90. Okay. So we have a tie of sorts because both Thompson and Sean both guessed one exactly right. Oh. Sean, you were spot on with critical reception. It has an 89% right Hell now yeah. on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. That's awesome. So very well received. And then the average audience score Thompson got, which was 90. Damn. Cool. Damn. cool. That's, so, that's like better yeah. than I thought on the critical, obviously. Yeah, much higher than you thought, um, which is great. I mean, I think that's uh, a perfect segue to jump into what we thought about the season. So Thompson being the number one <laughs> Castlevania fan on this podcast and a possible son of Dracula. <laughs> what did you think about Castlevania Season 2? I fucking loved it. I mean, it's it's probably one of my favorite shows now, especially considering, like, Season 1 left off on a point that wanted you wanting more, you know? And not only does this go through the whole thing that they wanted to do, there's no, like... Uh, there, there's fulfillment on every level. There's, you know, joy and sadness involved. Like, it was an emotional ride. I loved it. I think every part of it was stellar. Like, the music... Or it was basically some of the songs were just like remixed from like the game soundtracks, which was just great. The enemies he fought were all from the games and stuff. The scenery, uh, it, it had so much for a fan. And I'm, I'm, you know, people who haven't played the games, like my girlfriend watched it with me and she loved it too. I, I, I think it was honestly one of my favorite shows. Um, I liked it so much more than season one. And that's saying a lot. So yeah, that's like the spark notes on my take on it. Uh, so, Sean, you had not seen any of Castlevania no. up until we decided we were going to do this review. So you actually watched all of season one and two. What What are your takes on it? Spoiler free, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I thought <clears throat> I thought season one was incredible. Uh, I was hooked. I finished it all in one sitting. I did the same thing. It's basically a movie. Yeah. It's like 90 minutes, yeah. Yeah, I didn't expect to do that. Um, 
but it was so, so good. I fell in love with the characters and the setting really, really fast, uh, and I think they did a great job of making Dracula sympathetic, which is something that uh, I've never seen before, so that was really cool. Season 2, I felt uh, underwhelmed by, actually. It uh, really didn't have a lot of the same elements that I thought made Season 1 so good. A lot of the, like... The more religious stuff was kind of absent, and they in favor of it's a lot of stuff with Dracula's people, and you know, it felt like the main crew that we were here for, Trevor and, and everybody, were sidelined for for most of it, and uh, that was frustrating. But it's it's still good. It's it's still good. I just wasn't. It it felt like dragged out like like they got eight episodes and they didn't know quite what to do with all of those so they just padded it is how i felt what about you andy so i didn't really have strong feelings either way on the first season it was there and it was fine and that's largely how i feel about the second season except there's more of it it's like i don't have any special attachment to castlevania or love of like gothic imagery so it's like nothing in it really spoke to me it was it was good like, it wasn't bad. It was, you know, competently made. It's just not something I would have watched for myself. Like, I saw season one. I was like, ah, it was good. I'm probably not going to watch season two. And then we decided to watch season two. So I did. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I I, I, was figuring you might you might come down on it that way, uh, considering I, I'm very much aligned with Sean, actually, where I have... I don't have any attachment to Castlevania myself. Um, and I went into season one with... Uh, like, really no expectations, you know? Like, I I knew the names that were attached, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Adi Shanker is a guy who's done a lot of work that I really like, and Warren Ellis is obviously a name that you know if you follow comics. So it was like, okay, like, this, this seems like a recipe for a good show, right? And that was enough for me to want to get in. And I, I had the exact same experience that Sean did, where I sat down and got through the entire first season in one sitting. And then coming into the second season, I was very excited uh, because I thought that they did such a good job of establishing the characters. And like Thompson said, really leaving us wanting more for season two. And um, I liked season two, but I didn't feel like it had as strong a through line as the first season did. You know, the, the, the first season definitely left me wanting more. And the second season definitely left left me feeling like maybe less was more. And I it's not that I didn't want to watch eight episodes of it, but I, I definitely agree with Sean where I felt like the focus of the series felt a little off. I think if, the, if it had been like a, you know, 20 episode season or something like that, and you want to spend that much time focusing on Dracula and the bad guys and his supporting players, that's one thing. But in the eight episode series, there was only like two episodes that really focused on the characters that I was most interested in. So you weren't into Vampire Game of Thrones. It's not that I wasn't into it. I just felt like we spent a, like an inordinate amount of time about it. Like I actually was typing up my notes. I was going to text it all to Thompson and then I realized I'd be giving away all my opinions. So I have a text to Thompson typed up with all my thoughts. <laughs> and I, and my, my number one thing was the focus of this show is so weird. Dracula definitely feels like the main character and I feel like I barely know the heroes in the first few episodes maybe maybe it's because i'm a, f- a fan you know of the series or whatever but i i know you guys have all said the focus fell off and like i thought it was the coolest part actually <laughs> i don't know see i i actually liked it's not that i didn't like that dracula was focused on it's that the, sh- the sh- series seemed to focus on characters that weren't dracula that i like i don't know anybody here but the first season introduced me to Dracula, Trevor, Alucard, and then 
they were just kind of side like Dracula doesn't do anything and that was frustrating like everything is a is about him around him but not actually him acting he's not really an actor in the show until you know later on whereas in season one I mean he he's not really present that much but when he is present he's you know he's taking care of business and when he isn't he feels like a really looming force but seeing him now like in this depression and you know in this like very uh resigned state you know i i definitely get what you're saying sean it feels like the focus then becomes on like camilla and his forge masters and some of those other characters who i liked and was interested in but it's the same deal of just like they're cool but I really want to get to know Alucard better. Like, I feel like we spent, like, almost no time with him. I, I kind of agree with you on that, all that stuff. You're saying, like, the Forge Masters and, and becoming, like, the focus. But, I mean, like, just like the video games, like, Dracula's the final boss. He doesn't really do anything. It's everyone in between that makes the armies and the soldiers and, and, and you know, creates this problem. And there's, there's always more lore in the games, even, for, like, the bosses you have to fight along the way before you get to him, where he just basically silently shows up, has a couple lines of dialogue, and fight him. So I thought it was very true adaptation, you know what I mean? Like, I agree with you, that's what it was. But I think it, like, because I'm a fan of the the game so much, I think maybe I don't see it as, I see, I see it more as, like, a homage to, like, the way the games were. Every time I watched the show, I felt like I was, like, this wasn't, like, a new story for a new game, and I kind of wish, like, I could play this as a game. Because it felt so much like a Castlevania, like, romp to me, you know? But if you were mm. playing it as a game... You would have been in a library for half the game. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean. Like, there's always I see a lot of clues in here that hint at like other things from the other games. Like, yeah, you fought some monsters in the library. It's fine. Well, that's like seven <laughs> bosses like right out the window. I mean, no joke. That was pretty gnarly. You know that 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 was a pretty see. That's everything to me. When there's a fight in this this series, you do not forget it. Like they're vicious. Yeah, I, I don't think you can heap enough praise at like just the animation. You know, like. I, the character models are all great, and I think, like, pretty much every one of the, like, conflicts is very memorable. Yeah, and the yeah. the level of damage is visceral, and the sound going with it uh, made me, like, oh, goddamn. Yeah, shout out to the sound design. It was fucking gross. It's just absolutely ridiculous how much, uh, it, it, you know, like, I love Berserk, and I love, you know, anime that is, like, the same style of this, and, like, you know, has has, like, that just crazy level of carnage and shit. And, like, this show, to me, uh, nailed it really well. I don't know how, the, how what it was exactly, but the sound design always seemed to go perfectly for it for me. Just the way it seemed like, you know, someone gets slammed against the wall, like, their bones break. It's like, it really felt like that to me, you know? It didn't seem as yeah. as off. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think, I think one of the things that really stood out to me in the animation when it came to, like, the combat was, like, it was particularly in the fight between Alucard and Dracula, where, like, all the hits felt like they had broken, yeah, yeah. you know? Like, when they were just punching each yeah, other, sure. like, it felt like a really, like, uh, it felt like a superhero fight, you know? Where it's, like, you can really tell that these guys are, like, viciously powerful. Like, when he hits uh, Trevor... In that first oh, fight, yeah. and then he's like just coughing yeah, up one, blood one punch. already, and it's like, and, and he's yeah. like, it's like, oh, he's and down. Like, he, got, he gets like four <laughs> good hits on him, and they're just bouncing off, and then yeah. he just decks him. You know, and it was like, oh my god, yeah, wow. Are we in spoilers or what? I feel like, yeah, I feel like we hit spoilers. So okay. let's <laughs> let's just let it go. Spoilers: the good guys fight the bad guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fair enough. So 
uh, I, w- I mentioned that Dracula is not really uh, an actor. And, uh, you know, I totally get where you're coming from, Thompson, in terms of how that makes sense for the, the, the games. Yeah, like the theming of it. Sure, but I guess that leads me to, to question who's the main character. Because if you say it's Dracula, right, then the show underserves him by way of him not doing anything. Uh, for example, Godbrand, right, is this character who's like constantly undermining him and, you know, talking all this trash. He gets killed, but it's not by Dracula. It's by somebody else, uh, Isaac. If the main character is Trevor, well, he doesn't really do anything either until a lot later. And even then, what he does is just, he fights. Like, there, no one... I feel like no one on the show that we're su- that's supposed to be a main character actually drives the narrative. The only person who drives the narrative, I guess, is Camilla, but she's a villain, and she's kind of the one who's making everything happen for the most part. Yeah, I, I think to your point, Sean, this this season, when I got to the end of it, it very much felt like it simultaneously wanted to wrap up the Dracula story as well as lay threads for the next season and, like, what these characters are going to be involved in moving forward. Like, okay, well, when we kill Dracula, where does the show go from here? It's like, well, now we know, right? Like, Camilla's an obvious antagonist. Uh, she's got Hector on her side. Um, Isaac. Like, Isaac looks like he's going to be, you know, possibly a primary antagonist in his own right. Like, and that's all well and good. But it, it does feel like, to your point, any character that you could say is the main character for much of the story is inactive. They're hanging out. Yeah. Um, and I, I felt like, you know, so when it comes to the good guys, right, it's like, okay, is Trevor the main character because he's the Belmont and he needs to reclaim his family's legacy and kill Dracula? Or is it Alucard because he needs to kill his father and honor his mother? And, you know, and, and like, neither of them are really actors of change like Sifa is like she's really the leader of their group but she doesn't have any skin in the game other than well I don't want vampires to destroy the world right and that's good enough that's good enough motivation but you have all these other narratives set up of like father and son or the legacy of my family and all this and it just kind of like it gets wrapped up it gets resolved but it doesn't feel like any of those characters who are supposed to have had that big meaningful growth and change really like had any hand in the fact that they had that change you know, like Alucard finds purpose because Trevor gives it to him and Trevor finds purpose because he's like, well, at least I'm not a drunk who smells like piss anymore. <laughs> I'm honoring my family's legacy and this girl's cute. And it's like, I like it. I like the characters and I like the directions it's going. But this season definitely felt like it had very little focus <laughs> where the first season was very focused and it was very clear who the main characters were and what you were supposed to think and feel about them. And it feels like their stories kind of get wrapped up with a whimper so that we can push forward. Yeah, like, this season, way more than last, felt like it was trying to be, like, a straight adaptation of one of the games. Mm. Yeah. The last was, like, there's politics things and the church, and I did not rewatch season one, so it's been a long time, but, like, this was like, okay, we're gonna fight Dracula, and now we see all the machinations behind, like, getting to the point of fighting Dracula, and not just, like, we're gonna go to this town and, like, see how this town deals with Dracula. And, like, I liked that. There was, like, a very tight focus and a a sort of singularity that I don't think season two had. Yeah, like, the theme of... Like, I think season two was still very, like, overtly anti-religion. 
right? Like the church is the thing that causes the war. Like Sifa calls the the seekers enemies of a jealous God, you know? Mm-hmm. And like the, the imagery is still there. That theme is still there. But the through line that is present in the first season um, that got us to this point feels like very, it gets kind of lost in the shuffle. You know, because we do start to focus on like vampire culture and like how they see humans and and like the deterioration of Dracula, which are interesting things. It's just like, I feel like I wish it would have chosen one of those things to focus on. Right. Like, I feel like season two either needed to be longer or shorter, but eight episodes was almost exactly the wrong length for it. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. If it was four episodes, we could have just set up the the Dracula fight, and that could have been season three. Right. If it was like 13 episodes, we could have actually explored this stuff. Yeah, right. And it feels like they just didn't have quite enough time. Because what they did worked well. It just all feels a little undercooked for me. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they're literally just sitting around. You know, like, that's that's not even undercooked. That's not even in the pan. That's like, the fire's not even on. They're literally <laughs> sitting around. I mean, that's not... That's just not storytelling. These characters are literally just sitting there. And that I was really frustrated by that. And it felt like everything was moving so slow. I enjoyed Isaac and Hector. I liked getting to see their backstories. Yeah. That was fine. They're really interesting characters. Yeah, but after a while, I was like, all right already. I get who they are. I understand. You show me their backstory. That's it. Let me see something really interesting. The reason why season one is interesting is because everything is happening fast. Bam! Uh, They killed Dracula's wife. Now he's out for vengeance. And it's been a year. They cut. I feel like if if they had the same approach to season one as they did to season two, we would have seen that whole year. That whole, uh, that year between season one. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I feel like we would have seen the whole year. And, like, I don't want to. It went from, okay, that happened to now the hell is unleashed. Now Trevor has to stop this town from being destroyed because he has to. Because he's a Belmont. And that's it. You know? And that's tight. And this season didn't have that clear direction and that inciting incident because the inciting incident happened in a whole other season so this season was just reacting to that but without the heat that got us here in the first place and that's what you never want to do you know we just we just reviewed daredevil and the clear difference is that even though it's playing off of things that happened before everybody who's an actor is still acting and it builds. The heat builds. The heat didn't build here. It just simmered. It just sat where it was. And it didn't get exciting until they started fighting. But that was what I wanted to see. That's what I've been waiting to see. But nothing kept me waiting to see that. Because the people I wanted to see fight each other, which were Trevor, Alucard, Sifa, and Dracula, literally sat around. They didn't move towards each other. Nothing was stopping them, really. Oh, we have to stop the castle from moving. All right, cool. I have to stand here. Great. And and to your to your point, Sean, I think it's the the like you said, season one, every episode has purpose. Like this is the purpose of this episode. It does that thing and it moves on. And that like led to a very, very brisk pace. And in this one, stuff goes over the course of multiple episodes and makes it feel kind of like drawn out in some cases. But then the thing that you just said, right? Like the main characters, what they do in this whole season is they're traveling. They decide to go to the keep. They go to the keep. 
They sit in the keep for like two episodes and learn a bunch of shit. And then all of a sudden, Dracula's castle's right on top of them. Right. You know, they don't even like go there to like confront him. It's like, oh, we're going to pull him down. He's right above us. Let's go do this. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. You know? And then there's a prologue, which was, again, it's good. Like it sets up and in- like, I'm interested in season three. Like I know we're being very critical, but I would like to reiterate, I like this season. I just feel like the first season felt so well executed. And there, I have a lot of little complaints that I think could have made this season better you know if it had just had a tighter focus it's like andy said it's like game of thrones you know it wants to tell me stories about like a bunch of different people and i just don't feel like it has the space to do that yeah like game of thrones like has a lot longer of a season generally to tell those stories and they they space out the people sitting around talking about like the nature of power a lot better (laughs) yes yeah i uh I, I did like it, but I certainly I certainly did love it. I I I don't know if I care about what they're gonna do now. I, and I've really r- rarely in my life watching television or films have I experienced a situation where I loved something so much and then was so turned off to the next thing that they chose to do. Um, and it, it just it felt different if, for me from from the beginning. I remember sitting and being like, wow, like coming in so cold, like, eh, I don't really know if I care. And being like, whoa, this is crazy from in 10 minutes, in 10 mm-hmm. minutes of the first episode. And then coming into season two, so hot, so ready, and then feeling so cold on what they offered from almost the word go. I've, I've just, I've never really had that experience before. Though, like I said, there were things that I did like. Uh, certainly I like the development of the relationship between Trevor and Sifa. I like the development of Hector and Isaac. Seeing Dracula as vulnerable was cool for a little while, but everything else I was just over. Carmilla being, you know, playing people against each other was so heavy handed. I don't know how she didn't get killed. I, I really don't. Yeah, I was disappointed when Godbrand died and she didn't. Y- yeah, I, I mean, I was very happy he died. He was a very annoying character, but I agree with you. Yeah, I, I, I wanted Camilla to die because I don't want her to continue to be... Because she was the main villain this season. And I thought she was good for most of it. You know, like, I, I definitely liked her being kind of the puppet master, like, tearing apart the organization from within. But when it failed, I kind of wish she had died. You know? Like, I would have rather it been, like, we go into the next season and, like, Isaac's the big bad, you know? And whatever remnants of the vampires can come back in another season, you know, and have some other cat in the lead that we don't know yet. Because we didn't know any of these fucking people until now, you know? So it's like, who's to say that there isn't somebody else out there, like, going to fill the power vacuum while we deal with this human undead army next season? I will say this. There's a lot of Castlevanias. Dracula's in every one. So... You know, he, he tends to come back. Uh, you know, oh, <laughs> and like I don't, I don't know. You know, necessarily any of these people are going to. You know, uh, if there was a season three, sure they might have their little time. You know, day in the sun, but I don't know if that's not to say that still Dracula wouldn't be the the one that they had to go kill. You know, and do what? Go oh no, no, go for it. What's up? I was just gonna ask you: Do the games show? how he comes back or is it just like oh he's here sometimes it's sometimes he's just like yeah it's been a long time and and you know he's like an eternal force of evil so like eh, you know and other times there's there's like someone resurrected him or there's a sacrifice or some ritual or you know magic is involved that's a lot there's this one actually where uh this 
priest essentially just revives him because he's like, I'm, I want you to do my work, you know? And it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> what if Hector will try to bring him back from the dead? See, that's the thing. He could, you know, Hector or Isaac because, you know, Isaac, and they both were loyal to him. So either one is, yeah. is able to do that. Um, just to like roll back real quick to a bunch of things you guys said uh, about like the way it felt like unfocused and stuff. Like, I'm not like disagreeing with you, like, sure, like, but I think sometimes it like felt good to me to actually watch it this way where they didn't really like Pete said have like that personal growth at the end because like they didn't really, you know, killing Dracula isn't going to make, you know, uh, everything better, you know, necessarily. Sometimes it's really ambiguous about how good your morality actually was in the way you did it. You know what I mean? In like the games too. Mm -hmm. And I think the season having like less focus sort of illustrated that, but I could be reading into that. I don't know. Uh, for me, it felt very apt, you know, to the, to the to the general like you know frame that it was that i was like looking it through um but like i, I don't know maybe that's just me looking into it from like playing them to jillion hours in the games you know yeah well and you know i mean it's like also you have you have skin in this game that we don't have so it's like the the things that are like i think like at least i know for it seems like sean and i are very much on the same page here where like the first season was such a surprise that, like, that that is the thing that made me attached to Castlevania. Mm. Okay. You yeah. know? And then for it to feel like it didn't really stick the landing for me here, you know, again, it wasn't bad. It was just, like, I think if I had the affinity for Castlevania that you did, I might feel differently about it. Yeah. You yeah, know? I'm sure. Because, like, you are getting, like, you said, like, all the, there are all these little nods and moments that mean something to you that, like, just go over my head. And this is just fucking jam-packed in this season you know what i mean like the, it's way more jam-packed than the first one so i don't know that, that might be a con very big contributing factor i i will say there was something i i did like in this uh this season a lot which i thought i thought a lot of the um i guess this is part of the thing that was so upsetting to me was i really liked the development of that their trio the moments where they were like having conversations between like you know trevor and sifa or even like the dynamic between like trevor and alucard like that was really interesting and likable to me and i wish we had had more time with them because like that scene where um the the first time that sifa expresses that she's like upset about like her family leaving like trevor's like kind of an asshole about it and then there's like that scene with them in the keep with like his dusty old sheet and all that shit and, like that was like a very cute human moment you yeah. know and like the the way that they she talked about kind of the differences between like the way that trevor is wallowing in his sadness and the way that alucard is and like kind of that distinction between them i thought that was a really good well-developed moment you know and I, I wish we had had more opportunity for that and i feel like our focus on the villains like there's less room for that because i i felt like dracula was an empathetic character but there's nobody around him for him to really have much like the the stuff with him and um and isaac was good because they both have like they have an understanding that he doesn't have with anybody else but like mm -hmm. so many of these other characters are just like out for themselves it's fair I was I was fine with the trio. I like I I liked some of their interactions, but I didn't really care for the fact that Sifo seemed to be there just to illustrate the differences between Trevor and Alucard. Yeah, she didn't get much development. Season one established her as, you know, a, a, a badass. I mean, she was willing to go into the tombs to to find the the sleeping warrior, and you know she has all this cool power. And she doesn't need to be saved, and she's, you know, 
and all that. And again, here she's reduced to a non-actor. And it's more frustrating with her because it's like, okay, yeah, men are going to fucking slash people eventually and all that stuff. And she's going to use her magic. But I wanted to see her do more things. Like, have more influence over what goes on. And I just didn't really feel like that was the case. She did fall into being kind of like the emotional support for them. Especially like that last scene where she grabs both of them, like walking out. It was kind of like unfortunate. Like, I, I, my biggest problem with the trio was not enough Alucard. So, you know. <laughs> Dude, yeah, he got, he got like nothing. <laughs> of course he, but, it was. Like, I agree with him. And like, I, Thompson has a bias because Alucard's his favorite character. But like... I feel like we got so little of him and he was cool. Like, and I wanted to know more about him. I wanted to know more about how he was feeling and what he was thinking. And it's like, he talks to the other characters less than anybody else. He got the least focus on him. Like we get the establishment that like, he is kind of like a little dead inside and like, that's cool. But like, let's explore that. Well, I think um, this goes into what you guys were saying about it being longer would, would be beneficial because I think for him, I think Sifa makes a comment about that she does, she can't like say anything without him just you know not reacting. Remember, she says like she can fuck with yeah, Trevor, right? And like he'll there's like, still a spark right, in right. him, right? Like he's sad, he's wallowing, but like there's still something left alive right. there. And we don't see any of that resolve. I think until after Dracula's dead and he walks through the last time and takes a seat and then just breaks down crying. And it's like that was a good moment. I thought that was really powerful. It's really powerful, but at the same time, uh, there was no. There's nothing else in between, you know yeah. what I mean? That's that's my issue with it. It was a good moment that didn't feel entirely earned. I got, like I don't know that I would say it doesn't feel earned cuz I get it, right? Like he's he's mourning his father. And yeah, but right. also everything else too, like the mom is gone, the cast is gone, his way of life. His only purpose then was to kill his dad and that's gone. And like the ambiguity of what, you know, like what was going on the whole time, you know. Um, you know, it's like that doesn't really you know, fulfill you that you killed him. Like, yeah, it's a good thing, but it doesn't, you know, change who you are at the core. Yeah, it doesn't make you feel better. For better, you know? And I think that, you know, at least Trevor had Sifa on the way out, you know? Right. So it's like, yeah. and then Alucard just sits there like, oh shit, like, I'm know, alone. it's just me. Yeah. yeah. Again, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> but I, I, I still feel like, I, I, I don't know that I agree that it's unearned, but I feel like to your point, Andy, it's just like, I feel like his journey is so marginalized in the story in favor of other characters that I'm less interested in. I don't mean to say it's entirely unearned, but just like if you're going to have that big moment, like there should be more leading up to it. I I definitely agree with that, especially because like I just the moments with Alucard where he gets to like have some personality are fun. You know, like I thought um, I I wanted to uh, to send this to you, actually, Thompson. Uh, There is like that one moment where they're in the town and Sifa's like, oh, if I can leave you two alone long enough for you to not kill each other. And he sits down and he's like, he's like, eat shit and die. And then Alucard goes, yeah, fuck you too. He's like, yeah, fuck (laughs) off then. And then they just sit there and laugh (laughs) about it. And I was like, this is literally me and Thompson's dynamic on Pals Play. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it really is. Thompson, does does uh, Alucard have a story in the games? Um, so basically, when you play Symphony of Night, he just rolls up and jumps at the castle like, I gotta kill my dad, and that's like, that's it. I mean, oh, you find okay. out, like, in the game, through, like, maybe ten lines of dialogue, that they're just like, oh, you're here to kill your dad, and it's like, okay, he establishes that. You know, it, it, he's got, like, no 
you know, lore, really. Most of the characters don't have it, like, until afterward, and then they talk about it in the, you know, the past tense, like, in the last time, you know, this guy did all this shit, and it's like, kind of builds on that. But Alec Harlan shows up for one game, so it's like, nah, he got nothing. I see. Like, Sifa is the, you know, first in the line of these, like, hunters that get, you know, with Trevor when she marries him, like, in the one game. So it's like, later on, like, in uh, she has, like, her, like, eighth grandchild is, is able to do magic, and they're just like, oh, shit, magic, and oh, you must be related to her, you know, the Belnades clan. Or oh, whatever. I didn't know that. I thought that. I thought the two of them were new characters. No, no, no. Technically, there's supposed to be a third guy, there's, there's another, like, hunter named, like, Grant or something, but uh, he leaves because he really likes Sifa too, and she decides to be with Trevor, and he's like, I can't, like, do this shit, so he just bails, and he's like, I'm, I'm out. Sure. So, that happens. <laughs> But yeah, Alucard's got no story, really. <laughs> Other than kill your dad. <laughs> Interesting. You do. You are able in the game, however, to turn into a big ass wolf with the super long charge that he did, which is a special yeah. attack, and he can turn into like mist and a bat as well. So the wolf thing for me, I was like, oh, and it's even got the colors from the that game. Cool. Like he does the red teleport shit. He has this move where he like teleports like behind you, does a slash, and goes back, and it's got the same red outlines in the game. Like so, there's a lot. Like I said, that having played the games, I've seen. And although he wasn't on screen much, um, little things like that, I was, I was like, oh, it's like someone knows what he does and what he is, you know? It's cool, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I, I guess I was just wondering uh, what they were pulling from with him, what they were, <laughs> just was there anything that. that they were pulling from? And it sounds like they they're really loving nothing to, like they, <laughs> they, 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 yeah, yeah. 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 the whole story for him is just kill your dad. They did kill his dad. Kill your dad, cool. <laughs> I mean, hey, Ward Ellis added a lot of layers here. He he taught us that Alucard was sad about the fact that he had to kill his dad. That's the value. Yeah, he's, he's, he's still mm. apathetic in the game the whole time. He's kind of like, yeah, I gotta do it. <laughs> it's fucked up, you know? So that's a, that's a whole new layer. And Pete's not even, like, joking. That is a new layer. <laughs> so any, any closing thoughts on this one? Uh yeah, I I would I wanted more than what I got, and by that I don't necessarily know that I wanted more time with the, with the show. I just wanted them to make better use of it. I don't feel that it was efficient. Uh, I think you could have done the exact same things in four issue or f- issues, four episodes, and uh, it would have felt a lot tighter. So hopefully with the next season, either they go shorter or they have the same amount of episodes and they just use them better. Interestingly enough, Sean, Netflix has ordered a 10 episode third season of Castlevania. So we'll see how that goes. Hopefully they don't sit around. We find a second (laughs) library. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully there's no more libraries. (laughs) There shouldn't be. They're all burned down or fucked up now at this point, you know? They gotta stop the libraries from moving this time. <laughs> you also see, you know, the wondrous machinations of Dracula's castle melted down. That's never gonna work again, and now no one understands it. So it's a transitioning period for the whole world, you know? No more libraries, no more moving castles. Magic is on the way out. Church is being crazy. Sounds like modern day times. <laughs> yeah. I feel basically the same way I felt after season one, which was, it was fine, and probably wouldn't watch season three. Don't regret having watched season two, but, like, I don't treasure my time with it either. <laughs> That's such a funny way to put it. <laughs> I don't treasure my time with it, but it was fine. <laughs> it was fine. I get that, though. Yeah, I'm surprised you even had an inkling of joy for it, Andy, honestly. <laughs> it's like, I didn't hate it. It wasn't bad. It just, like... I just wouldn't think you'd enjoy the art or the animation. It's good about 
about seeing the objective quality of something, even if it isn't for him. And he likes cartoons. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah I do like, like, the animation and the production quality was yeah, A+. Yeah, like, there's the no debating that. Like, it's a it's an extremely competently uh, made show. Yeah. It's just, like, the writing's not always there. I agree. But, uh, Thompson, what about you? Yeah, same same idea, like, uh, about the writing. Like, it, if it was a little tighter, it would be better. Um, I Obviously, I'm going to watch season three. I'm excited for it. You know, I can see it going a thousand ways. And I didn't expect to have, you know, felt bad for Alucard stabbing Dracula, like, at the end. That was a real weird feeling for me, as, like, he needs to die, and then it's kind of like, there's redemption almost. But the him line where he says, like, I guess I'm already dead, kind of, you know, brought it all together for me. And it's just like, damn, yeah, I guess so. And it's gotta be done. And shit like that is why I watched this shit. So, if there's anything like that in season three, which I hope there is, you know, um, more of that kind of stuff, please. Yeah, dude, that moment with Dracula where he has that, like, realization where he's like, my boy, I'm killing my boy. I was like, oh, this is this is some Darth Vader shit right here, and I love it. It's it's extremely yeah, melodramatic, yeah. but I loved it. <laughs> well, you know, vampires always are, and I guess I've consumed enough of that culture to just feel like that's normal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I've watched enough anime now, so it's, it's, it's normal. <laughs> uh, yeah, as for me, through this entire review, I've very much been on the same page as Sean, and I, I feel... Very similarly, except for the fact that I am definitely still interested in season three. You know, I think season one was so strong and season two, I think with a few, you know, um, better editing choices in terms of just like trying to tighten its focus a little bit, I think it would have been a lot better. So I'm absolutely willing enough to give them the rope to for another season, uh, the 10 episodes. Hopefully they make better use of that extra time and are able to give us another season that feels as focused as the first one did. And I think if they can do that, uh, I'll be I'll definitely be a happy camper yet again, because um, I do think this is one of the stronger offerings from Netflix as a whole, which I think increasingly is saying something because there's a lot of good stuff there. But I, I think Castlevania definitely stands out, particularly among their animation offerings. So I'm looking forward to season three, but uh, I do hope it is more in line with season one, then season two. Uh, but at the very least, Thompson and I will be back to discuss season three for you guys. We can promise you that. Hopefully we can rope Andy and uh, Sean in for another romp here with Castlevania. Ten episodes this time. <laughs> But uh, if you guys want to let us know what you thought about Castlevania Season 2, you can let us know in the comments down below. Hit us up at thevideogamepals at gmail.com or hit us up on social media at the Comics Pals and uh, let us know what your thoughts were. And we'll uh, read them on the next episode of the Video Game Pals proper. So if you guys aren't familiar with the Video Game Pals, it is our weekly podcast where we get together and talk about video games, the news, and how it all makes us feel. You can catch it Tuesdays on podcast platforms and... Uh, Maybe Tuesday's on YouTube now, moving forward. We're going to figure that out. But uh, either way, it's back up on YouTube on the regular, so you can get it pretty much anywhere podcasts are offered, except for Spotify, because they can't handle the realness. So uh, please let us know what you thought. Like the video um, on your platform of choice. Give us the follow. Click the notification bell and all that fun stuff. We'll see you for the next Video Game Pals review.